Nearly half of uninsured veterans under age 65 are eligible for either Medicaid or subsidized Obamacare coverage, according to a new study by the Urban Institute and the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. Most of the nation's hundreds of thousands of uninsured veterans fall below the federal poverty line. And researchers say a lack of outreach and education about insurance options is causing people to fall through the cracks. This is Pulse Check. I'm Alice Miranda Olstein. The head of the Advanced Research Projects Agency for Health, or ARPA-H, revealed what types of projects she wants to fund in the year to come. Renee Wegerson told the Milken Institute Summit attendees that she wants pitches on women's and maternal health, adolescent mental health, and mental health more broadly. Kansas Republican Senator Roger Marshall said at Milken this week that he sees room for collaboration with the chair of the Senate Help Committee, Vermont Independent Bernie Sanders, around policies to promote healthier eating. And from AI to primary care, Milken was full of new visions about the future of health. But first, we asked this year's attendees their thoughts on the role the government should play in overseeing the use of artificial intelligence in healthcare. I think there needs to be protections for people and their well-being. It's just making sure that AI and other technology, transformative technology, includes minorities. When I think about it, just like as a consumer of healthcare, I'm concerned about like my data and my privacy. I guess regulating disinformation, making sure that this information is coming from reputable sources and the information is very accurate. And there needs to be accountability for that. Joining me now is Politico healthcare reporter Daniel Payne, who's here with some major themes from the conference. Hey, Daniel, thanks for being here. Hey, Alice, thanks for having me. So we have spent a lot of this week at the Milken Conference, and it seems like a huge theme this year is AI and other technologies and how they are incorporating into healthcare in all these different ways. And there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of concern. So yeah, what were you hearing at the conference about this technology? Certainly. I mean, whether on stage or in conversations outside of official panels, this is really what a lot of people are talking about. And you're right, there's a ton of interest within the healthcare sector and across healthcare spaces about how this technology could really help overcome some of the problems that we've been facing for a long time, whether that's for access, cost, paperwork issues that are rampant. And there's a lot of investment going on. A lot of healthcare companies are investing really heavily to try to develop these technologies. But like you said, there are lots of risks here. Every time a new technology enters a new space, particularly a space as sensitive as healthcare, there are a lot of risks associated with it. And it's also sort of difficult to regulate. That's something we heard over and over again. These technologies are not necessarily known for their transparency and how they work and how they're made. And regulators are having a hard time sort of retrofitting laws that were made before these technologies existed and trying to use those to make rules of the road for the current landscape. Yeah. What were some of the things that came up in addition to these conversations about AI? You know, there seemed to be a lot of talk about ways to reinvent the healthcare system to prevent people from falling through the cracks as they're doing now. What were some of the biggest areas of focus that you heard about? 
It's a really good point. I mean, there are some people who said that as important as AI is, and it is very important, that it's not necessarily in a place to revolutionize things right now, this year immediately. Whereas there are some places where we can start revolutionizing care, according to some of the experts, the regulators, the lawmakers. And those are sometimes more mundane subjects, such as the supply chain and how it works and making sure that there are medical supplies and drugs that are accessible all the time, whether that's how we pay for primary care and make sure it's accessible and to improve overall lifespan compared to how much we're spending in the system. And how do you pay for bills to try to improve primary care access? It included things like how food can be seen as medicine and legislation to sort of promote that approach to healthcare and prevention. Even things like loneliness and how there are tools that can be not necessarily considered part of the medical system traditionally. They could be used to improve mental health outcomes. So there are a lot of outside of the box ways of thinking about how to do better and how to impact a lot of patients, not just a few here and there with some cutting edge technology, but really impact the most patients in really significant ways across the board. Yeah, the two things you mentioned, the food issue and the loneliness issue, those sort of fit into what we always hear about how in the U.S. we don't have a healthcare system, we have a sick care system, and we don't do enough on the preventive side, and we only pay attention to people once they're already ill. So that is really interesting. You know, you mentioned regulation when it comes to AI, but it seems like regulation is a much bigger conversation than that. So I'd love to hear, you know, what you were hearing, because there were a bunch of government officials that we heard from this week, but also other players as well. It's sort of where policymakers brought a lot of these conversations about how the healthcare system should look in a decade back to earth and back to the current state of affairs through what policies are actually on the table right now and what's working through committee and Congress right now that could actually make some of these a reality or at least take some first steps toward making changes in the system overall. And there were two moments that sort of showed the divide that can exist and the agreement that can work towards some of these bigger solutions. One was for former HHS Secretary Azar and current HHS Secretary Becerra from the Trump and Biden administrations, respectively, discussing how they agreed that there were problems in the healthcare system and they agreed what those issues were, that things were too segmented, but they couldn't agree on solutions necessarily. They had very different views on how the government should approach those problems. And the sense that even if experts at the conference agree that there are certain problems, that doesn't mean that partisanship is going to just disappear and it's not going to be an issue to finding solutions. At the same time, there, I think, were some bright spots, including, like you were saying, loneliness. There seems to be some bipartisan support to address that and address mental health issues, as our colleagues have written about, or food as medicine, or antimicrobial resistance, you know, trying to create new innovative drugs and therapies that are going to lead us out of that issue and hopefully save lives. So I think that through all of these sessions, we saw sort of the challenges that that are constant in Washington and on the Hill that that you cover all the time. And also some of the bright spots where really change is possible and something that health innovators are looking out for. Well, thanks so much for your insights into everything we were hearing at the conference this year. And thanks for coming on and sharing with us. Thanks so much, Alice. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Kara Tabor is an editor for Pulse Check. 
Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Alice Miranda Wolstein. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.